Welcome to the Doctors Hospital podcast. I am your host, Alexis Burrows, brand manager at Doctors Hospital. Welcome to a special edition of the Doctors Hospital podcast. Today, September 8th, 2020, is celebrated worldwide as World Physiotherapy Day. So we are taking this opportunity today on the podcast to have a discussion with one of our very own physiotherapists, Miss Antoinette McLean. And she's joining the podcast today to talk about physiotherapy and specifically how it fits in during um, the COVID-19 pandemic and where it fits in in terms of uh, how patients are treated and that entire process. Before we get started, here are a few words on the new normal at Doctors Hospital. We at Doctors Hospital have been hard at work preparing for the new normal. From COVID screening as you enter the facility, to mandatory hand and shoe washing stations. To further limit contact, we have launched a concierge service that allows for pre-registration and in-car waiting. Scheduling for imaging, laboratory, rehabilitation, and other services has also been adjusted. And our pharmacy is now offering curbside pickup and delivery. We're here to serve you with the same quality and care that you've come to expect. Doctors Hospital. Trusted and best care now. Isn't your health worth it? So let me begin by first welcoming you to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Ms. McLean. Okay, Alexis. So thanks again for having me. So we want to take the opportunity to shine a light on those members of our team that work in physiotherapy, but especially as the global celebration of World Physiotherapy Day is looking at specifically where physiotherapy and physiotherapists fit into the treatment model for patients that are suffering from or recovering from COVID-19. So we want to take this opportunity to ask you a few questions about, you know, where um, physiotherapy fits in. And I think that's a very good place to start, which is that specific question. So when you think about uh, a COVID-19 patient or somebody who is recovering from COVID-19, where exactly does physiotherapy fit into their treatment model? You are correcting saying that most persons will not be aware of the role that physiotherapists would play in the management of COVID-19 patients. As um, most persons may also not be aware that physiotherapists actually work in the acute care hospital wards or in the intensive care unit, and that there's an aspect of physiotherapy that is known as cardiorespiratory physiotherapy, which focuses on the management of and chronic respiratory conditions to improve physical recovery following um, an acute illness. So to answer that question, I would would probably need to um, start by looking first at what some of the symptoms are that are associated with patients who are suffering from um, having Mm COVID-19. And these may include your influenza-like respiratory tract infections, such as your um, fever, cough, fatigue, sputum production, shortness of breath, and that this spectrum of disease can now range in severity from persons being asymptomatic in their infection or having a mild upper respiratory tract infection illness to having now a severe viral pneumonia with respiratory um, failure Mm -hmm. requiring hospitalization 
and oxygen support, or they may be admitted to the intensive care unit for supportive therapies, which may include them being placed on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. So in answering that question, yes, physiotherapy is very beneficial in the respiratory treatment and, of course, the physical rehabilitation of patients with COVID-19. Right. And uh, if, oh, sorry, go ahead. Right. So I would probably just hasten to say that um, based on the nature um, or the pathology of the COVID-19, it's usually not associated um, with what respiratory I mean, physiotherapists are usually accustomed to, which is persons having a productive cough. Mm -hmm. It's usually more a dry, non-productive cough that persons present with. And usually in these cases, that physiotherapy may not be indicated. However, it may be indicated in persons who now present with having a lot of secretions in their airways that they're unable to clear. And this, of course, has to be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis. And then the interventions applied as is being necessary based on what those clinical indicators would be. Mm -hmm. And of course, as you also would have known that most of the persons who are affected by COVID-19 are or what we consider high-risk patients, those patients who have pre-existing comorbidities. Mm -hmm. um, so those pre-existing comorbidities may also be respiratory illnesses such as um, COPD mm -hmm. or cystic fibrosis, which would previously would have warranted physiotherapy management are also persons who have neuromuscular conditions that also would have warranted um, physiotherapy management. So it's um, basically addressing what the respiratory factors are that mm -hmm. are associated with COVID-19, as well as those comorbidities that now would have been from persons who have had uh, pre-existing conditions. Right. So I guess that's interesting because I, I didn't think about it from the standpoint of you have people who are coming in with COVID who do have existing, um, pre-existing conditions, and those conditions may require physiotherapy while they're while they're receiving their COVID treatment. So even if it's not something that's specifically COVID related, it is something where if you needed that therapy for just regular everyday life prior to contracting COVID, then that's a you know it, it's still necessary. And then I think the other thing, I guess, is also if there's something within your course of being treated for COVID-19 where you develop a need for physiotherapy, then it's obviously necessary for the physiotherapist to be in place. Um, right. So I think that kind of leads into my next question, you know, which is, so, so what are some of the treatments, and I, I guess I want to lean towards the COVID-19 specific um, treatments, but what are some of the, the treatments or the therapies that a physiotherapist can offer or that you guys are offering in that space to COVID-19 patients? Okay, so that's a very um, interesting question as um, research is still evolving where that is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, how, as I mentioned before, you have physiotherapists who previously would have practiced or, or we practice in the ICU environment. Mm -hmm. And because these patients, for those who are uh, considered to be severe, are usually persons who are admitted in the ICU environment. Our role there would be to assist, as I would have mentioned before, in providing airway clearance for those who have um, retention of um, sputum, uh, who are having um, issues or having inadequate uh, airway clearance. We can provide um, mechanism mobilization techniques to help with that. 
as well as positioning of these patients. A lot of persons would have heard that the recommendation is to um, position these patients in the prone position to help with um, their oxygenation, so we would assist with that as well. Also, for persons in the intensive care unit um, are undergoing medical management in general um, with prolonged stay on ventilators or having to be sedated, meaning put to sleep um, with use of different agents. There is also the risk of developing what is called um, ICU-acquired weakness, mm -hmm. and this may also worsen their morbidity and their mortality. So it's very essential um, in terms of early rehabilitation, where maintaining their joint range of motion, muscle integrity is also very, very important as they um, get over the initial acute effect of what's happening with their respiratory system. You want to maintain what is happening with their musculoskeletal system as well mm -hmm. as a part of facilitating early rehabilitation and promoting functional recovery, um, as is indicated. Right. So as I mentioned, we will do positioning, airway clearance techniques, other breathing control techniques, thoracic expansion um, techniques to assist with functioning and promoting weaning from the ventilator, <clears throat> excuse me, as well. Okay. So... I guess it's interesting because in, you know, in the environment that you're currently in, sorry, in the environment that you're currently in, obviously your, your treatment is active as in the person is currently going through, um, COVID treatment from a holistic right. standpoint. Um, but where, I guess, what is, what is the recommendation coming out of, you know, if someone's being released from a COVID facility is there or are there circumstances where they may need additional physiotherapy as a part of you know their ongoing recovery? So you know they're COVID free, but obviously they may still be suffering from some of the effects of it in terms of how it's impacted their body. So does physiotherapy also fit in into the longer term um, treatment and recovery from COVID nineteen? Most definitely, as patients would have uh, probably experienced loss of function and independence due to their prolonged hospitalization stay, as well as persons who would have had pre-existing conditions that would have required physiotherapy management would need to obviously continue with those. So at the point of discharge, the physiotherapist is then uh, able to assess the patient in terms of where they have been in terms of the recovery, what are their current problems or their potential problems, and whether it is that we could now filter these persons into our outpatient facility or, mm -hmm. or home care um, setting that we uh, also provide here at Doctors Hospital. Okay. So it's very important if it is that their respiratory um, insult has been completely resolved, there may not be any need for continued intervention. They may just be discharged home with some instructions in terms of what it is that they need to be do need to be able um, to continue doing, sorry. But most certainly for persons who would have had pre-existing conditions or based on the fact that they are elderly, uh, we would definitely want to follow up with those individuals to ensure that they are at least at their prior level of independent functioning. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it sounds like more or less it, it it's gonna vary from patient to patient and situation to situation. It most certainly does. Right. Does. Right. So obviously, I think one of the things you mentioned in there, it also depends on the severity of 
um, the impact of COVID-19 on them. And I guess if they're still, I don't want to say symptomatic versus asymptomatic, but if they are um, in a place where they are well enough to be released from, you know, the hospital, but not well enough that they don't still require some level of follow-up in particularly in the area of physiotherapy. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, so I know, you know, we're, whenever people talk about COVID-19 and they talk about the pandemic, you know, one of the things that is constantly mentioned is that, you know, it's, it's still a new um, disease. It's still something that we're kind of, you know, learning and wrapping our heads around as we go. Um, but also, you know, trying to kind of see what we've learned so far in our treatment um, and in our management of it. So from a physiotherapy standpoint, have any studies been done or is there any information or any data out there that speaks to um, the, I guess, the effectiveness of physiotherapy as a, a part of the treatment for COVID-19? Um, and, and if not from a study standpoint, even just from your, your personal experience with working in, that, in this space? Right. So um, the evidence uh, regards to the usefulness of physiotherapy um, is is still lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it is just based on professional recommendations right. as well as anecdotal um, evidence. It, like I said before, like you would have mentioned, that it's always an individualized treatment just based on the patient's particular presentations. Mm-hmm. There is also some um, discussions, I probably would say, or some gray area with regards to our management in the immediate acute phase where the patients have what is considered um, acute respiratory distress syndrome or they are severely distressed. More likely, we don't want to be doing any interventions at this point in time that is going to be increasing their respiratory distress or increasing their work of breathing, as usually at this point, patients primarily need um, oxygen support or they're impending or going towards more leaning to being going on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. So there is some discussions with regards to at what point in time physiotherapy should actually step into the management, but definitely it's the physiotherapist's uh, role to evaluate each patient and to determine whether or not this person is indicated for physiotherapy at this time, or we need to wait until the patient settles some more to come to um, commence or intervention, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Um, and I guess, I, like I said, it goes back to the, the fact that, you know, even though it's been a few months now, it's still early on, and there's still a lot of, there's going to be a lot, I think, for us to learn um, about, you know, what we've done, and this is from a, a, a global standpoint, what we've done, um, what we can learn from the data so far, and I think it's it's incumbent upon, you know, everybody in the medical community to to look at the numbers and study the data and see how we can, you know, improve even as we go through, you know, we're currently experiencing our, our second wave here um, so that we can learn and, and be even more effective in our treatment of, of COVID-19 patients as they come in. Now, given that it's, sorry, go ahead. All right, before you go on, so you had mentioned um, studies. There was one study um, that looked at what the recommendations are for hospital-based physiotherapists in their management of 
COVID-19 patients. Mm -hmm. And what they did was categorize these patients in terms of their symptoms, whether it was mild to moderate, mm -hmm. um, severe, or considered critical. And these were based on um, their lung involvement on imaging, or if it is that they were having um, respiratory failure or other multi-organ system dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. And based on these categories of mild to moderate, severe, or critical, then it would determine what the physiotherapy management and what our physiotherapy goals would be for these individuals um, mm -hmm. at each step of the way. So just to say that if it is that they, these persons were in what we consider mild to moderate, just a fever and a respiratory tract infection or respiratory tract symptoms, physiotherapy may not be indicated in that setting or in that for those patients. Right. However, if they were considered to be severe, um, requiring hospital admission, now requiring to have supplemental oxygen, they're having retention of their secretions, they're having respiratory muscle weakness, or they're immobilized due to muscle pain or tiredness or fever, then definitely our physiotherapy management goals for these patients would be along the lines of helping with secretion mobilization and evacuation, helping with their respiratory muscle strength, um, helping to improve what we call their vital capacity, and of course, maintaining their physical function to prevent um, significant deconditioning. Um, more certainly for other persons who would now possibly be requiring ICU um, admission, having to be on a ventilator, we will now have to contend with, again, respiratory muscle weakness or being bedridden, prolonged um, bedridden state or being sedated. And of course, her management would now be catered to those individuals as well, which mm. would be similar to the others. Okay. Right. So um, it sounds like there's... um. Again, there's some variance depending on the severity of the symptoms, on the specifics of the patient, uh, and, I, and I think that's the thing that you know I've learned through doing for the, from the physiotherapist at, at different stages. Right, and I think that's the the, the thing that I've learned through um, having you know doing the podcast with so many different members of our um, our medical community and our staff is that you know sometimes we we like to think that things are a paint by numbers where you do the same thing for you know everyone but even in this environment and in this in this specific situation it still comes down to the specifics of each individual patient um and exactly. so i think sometimes people like to say well you know i know xyz doctor did this in this situation with this family member but then this doctor did something different and we don't sometimes we don't consider the the, the uniqueness of patient to patient and I think that's something for our listeners to, you know, remember, even as you engage with your own um, medical care, whether it's COVID-19 related or otherwise, you know. Um, but, you know, going back to the the celebration of World PT Day, um, I wanted to wrap up to give you an opportunity. Obviously, you've been working um, specifically in the COVID-19 facility recently, um, but is there a message or, you know, any words you would like to say to the members of even our team, our physiotherapy team, um, as we celebrate World PT Day? Um, well, worldwide, um, there would have been, at this point in time, different uh, rehab departments 
doing different educational activities to just continue to raise awareness to the profession. Mm -hmm. As I would have mentioned, a lot of persons would not be familiar with physiotherapy as it relates to or respiratory management of persons and hence how we would fit into managing COVID related patients. Mm -hmm. So I, what I would want to say at this time or what persons have been doing during this um, COVID era is to raise awareness as to what our role is in managing these patients and to raise awareness as to what our roles generally um, are for managing patients of uh, a wide cross-section of patients um, with different or varying medical conditions. Mm -hmm. um, it has been, what I would say, challenging in terms of getting persons to be aware of how important just physical activity and exercises mm -hmm. is, is, is in terms of helping with their general wealth and um, well-being, health and well-being, sorry. And so I think at this time more than ever, it is important for us to rise to the occasion to allow persons to know that one, physical activity and exercise is important and helpful in terms of combating chronic illnesses, your mm -hmm. diabetes, your hypertension, your obesity. These are the individuals who we are seeing most affected with COVID-19 or having more severe symptoms. So if it is that we can educate the population a little bit better in terms of how we can decrease our risk for having severe complications associated with COVID-19, if we should contract um, the disease, mm -hmm. I think that is what we would be, we, I would want us to be doing as a profession, as right. a healthcare team mm -hmm. at this point in time, to mm -hmm. use this opportunity to say, yes, it is important to, to, to maintain physical activities. It is important to regularly exercise to combat the chronic illnesses of mm -hmm. hypertension, diabetes, obesity, as it is that it has shown that we are, as a healthier person's as a healthy, healthier population, we would see decrease in terms of the severity um, of persons affected from COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a strong takeaway um, as we wrap up because, you know, we, well, two things. One is, you know, this, this podcast in and of itself is um, us taking advantage of an opportunity to raise awareness um, about some of these things. And then even in terms of, from an overall perspective, just education, you know, we have a series that's going on right now on Bahamas at Sunrise, where we have physicians in our space who treat um, some of these chronic illnesses that are speaking about, you know, how they interact with COVID and some of the things that people can kind of do to protect themselves and even to just, you know, to try and avoid developing these chronic illnesses, or like you're mentioning, physical activity and things like that. So it, it's a nice dovetail into a lot of the work that we're doing at the hospital right now and trying to raise awareness and to educate um, the general public about, you know, being just being better about their health. Um, exactly. So, I mean, your message just ties in perfectly with, you know, some of the other efforts that are going on in and around our environment. But I want to, to take the opportunity to, to thank you and all of our physiotherapists um, and our entire rehab team here at Doctors Hospital. You guys um, are doing an amazing job. I know for me, I, I find that you are some of the most um, 
engaging personalities and charismatic personalities in and around the space. Um, so I, I always find it enjoyable when we have an opportunity to work together and interact. Um, but I think the, the, the rehab team is doing an excellent job and, you know, kudos to you guys. We celebrate you as a part of celebrating World PT Day and we say continue, you know, to to give your best and to, you know, show and prove why physiotherapists are so important. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to be on the podcast today. I think this is, you know, a lot of really good information for our listeners. And I am very thank you, thank, thankful for the time that you've allowed us to, to talk today. Thank you so much, Alexis. It was my pleasure. And I hope that I would have shed some light um, on what physiotherapy management entails as it relates to COVID-19. Um, but to accept that the information is still evolving and there may be changes as we go along. Mm -hmm. And that physiotherapy as a profession, all we want is to see persons healthier and more physically active. Right. Um, so we're, we're more than happy to help in any way that we could um, continue to help by mm -hmm. education or intervention. Right. Most definitely. And I mean you know, we, we can always revisit this even in a few weeks, a few months when we see how things evolve. We can have another conversation about where physiotherapy fits in at that point, you know, with some more data and some more some more information to go on. And we're, we're happy to offer the platform to talk about that some more. So thank you again for your time. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. This has been a, a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It was Take my care. pleasure. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the Doctor's Hospital podcast. I want to thank uh, Miss Antoinette McLean once more uh, for taking time out of her schedule to um, speak with us. And I just want to take this final opportunity to um, say thank you and great job to all of the members of our rehab team, especially our physiotherapists, as we do celebrate uh, World Physiotherapy Day today. Um, shout out to all of you. You're doing an amazing job. And for those of you who may be in need of rehab services, you can contact us at Doctors Hospital at 302-4636. That goes directly to our rehab department. And we will see you back here next time on the Doctors Hospital podcast. As always, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share.